Ramadan Kareem, everybody! Sahara and I are back. Hi, Ramadan Kareem, everyone. It's Ramadan. And we were originally going to talk about alcohol this month, and then we were both like, it feels weird talking about something blatantly haram during Ramadan. Yeah, so we're not so going to do decided it. we'll do it later. So yes. you'll get to hear that later. <laughs> we are going to talk about Doctor Who, though. Uh, one of the coolest companions ever, and I'm so excited for the next season. Or series, I guess, since it is a British show. Right. I mean, obviously, if you didn't guess the implications, we're going to be talking about uh, Yasmin Khan today. Also known as Yaz, and she wears super cute space buns, and she's great. Yes. Also, we just really liked this last season of Doctor Who, and there was a lot to be happy about. Um, There's also a lot to enjoy about Yaz herself and her family and... How they were portrayed on screen. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And it's going to be pretty wholesome. Um, Also, again, it's (laughs) Ramadan. So Sahara and I are going to be trying really, really, really hard to keep our language in check. We'll see how this goes. Pretend that you all have a haram button while you are listening. And if you hear us curse, you are allowed to hit it because clearly we failed. Where is your haram button? Did you pack it I up? Actually, yeah, I actually just packed it up. So I'm moving to a different state, and I'm in the process of packing my whole life up. So unfortunately, it is gone. But I can just yell, that's haram, should something haram occur. So it's the same thing. Okay. <laughs> if you catch it. Yes. Um, well, we're going to make do. It's okay. Yes. We, we can not use profanity for a month. We should be able to talk without using profanity anyway. So here we go. Um, yeah. <laughs> so... Yasmin Khan, if you don't watch Doctor Who, she is the 13th, one of the 13th Doctor's companions in uh, Series 11 and moving into Series 12. Um, she was introduced along the same time with Ryan and Graham um, mm-hmm. for the first ever Lady Doctor, uh, played by Jodie Whittaker. Obviously, uh, Mondip Gill plays... Yasmin Khan, uh, Toshin Cole plays Ryan, and Bradley Walsh plays Graham. There we go. Um, so those are the people, those are the names you probably need to know moving forward when we're talking about this episode, and a lot of the other things we like. Um, we will bring, will be bringing up, I can talk and use words today, um, <laughs> some of Yasmin's family as well, so, um... I, I just don't think we can do the episode without discussing them. Yes. Because, I mean, it is about her and her whole family. And the running joke of Yaz's mom, Nadia. <laughs> Yaz's mom, <laughs> Nadia. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, where should I guess we should just start chronologically and go from there? That might be easier. And then that way, too, for folks who have seen the show, they know what to expect. And for those who haven't, they know where to go back to look for certain episodes. Yes. Um,. So, a little bit of background. It was a big deal when we found out that we were going to have a doctor who was a woman, played by Jodie Whittaker. They did a whole big reveal for it, I think, at a right after, like, a Wimbledon thing. Sounds British. Yeah. (laughs) So, we did that. You know, there's been some, um, there's a lot of excitement. 
And then anytime a woman gets apart, a certain contingent of men on the internet lose their haram minds. minds. I just about <laughs> said a haram word. Uh, they lose their minds, and there's a lot of really dumb backlash, and that obviously happened right now. I think they, since Doctor Who is on hiatus, they've moved over to Brie Larson and Captain Marvel for the moment. But look for it to cycle back around um, 2020 when we get... Um, season or series 12 of doctor who i'm pretty sure i'll be back there by by then however once we knew who the doctor was then we found out that the doctor is going to be having three companions which is a bit of a departure from the new who series um where the doctor had at most two constant companions and one primary like all the plot is centered on this companion so it was more of a throwback to classic who um there's been a lot of comparisons to the fifth doctor who also had multiple companions and it was more of a family feeling um so they were introduced as we were going to have mandip and tojan and bradley and we kind of got a little bit of background of the characters they were going to be playing of you know ryan graham and yaz and they kept a lot of it details for the series for reasons that I think are pretty understandable. They kept a lot of it under wraps for a while. And then the show started, and then we realized we had a young, very capable, and competent Muslim woman as a companion who also happened to be a police officer. They and packed she a was lot in. Of Pakistani descent. So, Sahar, I'll let you talk for a little bit because I just rambled. <laughs> No, you're good. I just wanted to make sure that I let you, you know, finish your thought. I wanted to also pull up the Wikipedia just in case I forgot anything. No, I mean, it's been really cool for me. So I um, definitely was not a Doctor Who person uh, prior to this series for a lot of reasons, primarily because I just didn't care about any of the dudes who were playing the Doctor. And I'm not a Moffat stan, if (laughs) you will. And so, you know, when people were really excited, I was like, oh, this is cool, like a woman doctor. It'll be interesting to see what they do. And then to find out, you know, um, I want to say it's Chris Chibnall. And now I'm forgetting names. But the the current showrunner was super, um, you know, thoughtful about crafting the series and who would be involved and who would get to write their episodes. You know, each of the episodes has a primary theme, like in all of the, you know, Doctor Who series. But, for example, there was a Parks episode that was written by a black woman. And then the episode that we'll talk about in a little bit with Yaz and her family was written by an, um, a South Asian man. So, you know, people who are connected to the story that they're writing, which is always really important. And so at first I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Am I really going to like the show? And then Corey and a couple of my other Doctor Who friends were like, no, you will. And then I fell in love. And then I started watching it every week immediately after it aired. And part of it absolutely was because there was a woman doctor. But for me personally, as a Bangladeshi woman, I was just so excited to see, um, you know, a South Asian Muslim character. And in this context, a Pakistani woman be one of the main characters and get to have a full, you know, plot and develop over the course of the 10 episodes, eight episodes. Ten. I don't remember. Ten. It's hard to remember because when you watch stuff like weekly, time is not real. And then when you're binging, it's like one long thing. But anyways, I really enjoyed watching it. And I really liked how they established her as, you know, she's young. She's 19. So she's one of the youngest characters. And she police officer and just wants to prove herself. And the way they also wrote her 
you know, knowing Ryan, which is really nice because then there's that backstory that's already been established. So it's not totally new characters getting to know one another. And then her parents who, you know, her mom was great. The episode with the political stuff, everyone keeps saying her name and she's like, it's Nigel, stop it. And the whole, <laughs> the whole through line of her trying to figure out if her daughter is dating any of the people or if the doctor is dating her daughter or someone else because she just wants to know, as any brown mom would, has been very realistic to watch. And the whole episode, Demons of Punjab, with her going back in time to find out what happened with her grandparents. I, I mean, I cried watching it. I'm not a crier. I just don't do that. So now I've rambled. This episode is right. probably going to be a little bit rambly. <laughs> so we'll just go back to the beginning a little bit. We'll break it down. Um, if you've seen the first episode, you know Ryan and Yaz get involved because Ryan stumbles on a giant Arctic icy cold, like essentially Hershey's kiss egg thing. Yeah, in the woods, and he calls it in, and Yaz goes because she's been wanting to do more than solve petty parking disputes. Right. So they reconnect. They were they they'd gone to primary school together, hadn't seen each other for a while. Reconnected. Then um, Graham and Grace are stuck on a train when something weird happens, and they race there, and that's how they meet the doctor, and that's how that journey starts. Um, then you know the doctor accidentally zaps them into space when she's trying to get back to her TARDIS, and they have a big adventure on an alien planet and then she's trying to get them back home and they have a side journey with Rosa Parks and she finally gets them back home and that's where we have our spiders episode and we actually get to see Yaz's family which I also thought was really nice just to get to see it without a ton of um how do I say this political commentary oh <laughs> they just yes. got to exist oh as a family just making um, some samosas, living their best lives. Yeah, so Nadja was working at a brand new hotel under Chris Knopf, who plays a Donald Trump-ish business avatar, and she's drawn in that way. But the whole me reason they meet, we get to meet them to begin with, is because the doctor is being kind of mopey, and she's grown attached to her three friends and doesn't really want to be on her own and if you've watched doctor who for a long time you know the doctor actually really does not do well by themselves and yaz invites her over for tea because yaz can partially doesn't want to say goodbye yet and it's blatantly obvious the doctor really doesn't want to go yeah it's very wholesome like it's it's kind of a silly like filler plot point thing almost but it actually isn't because it furthers the plot in a really great way and then for people like me who hadn't seen, you know, I mean, I think I've seen like two other episodes of the other series. I could clearly see like the doctor at this point in this reincarnation is very clearly just like, I don't want to do it. Can I like still be friends with you guys? And the whole um, focus this series too is that they're friends. They're not just companions. They're right. you know, full on. They become I mean, a she family. even says my fam, which is super, one, really cute from like Jodie Whittaker's doctor, but also just really appropriate for 2019 because that's the language that we use um well so and how they that. grow how they all grow into that family too i mean i also yeah. think it says something about yaz on you know being empathetic and emotionally intuitive compared to i mean graham is the grandfather of that group but you know right. he and ryan are still there like oh rough luck happened to leave like they're not saying anything yaz is the one yeah. who's like well do you want to come for tea yeah 
Which is um, also like a super British and Daisy thing to do. Like all we do is drink chai, so why not? <laughs> so um yeah, that's how she that's how we meet the Khans. Um her father Hakim is home um with her sister Sonia. Hakim is played by Robin J. Ganatra. I'm really sorry if I butchered the pronunciation of that. Um so he's in the Park Hill estate. We actually find out Ryan and Grace didn't live that far from Yaz's family either. So, I mean, really small worlds. Right. So we're, we're introduced to Hakeem where he's just really excited that Yaz has brought friends home. And then we're also introduced to her little sister, Sonia, played by Bhavnisha Parmar. Again, I'm really sorry if I butchered the pronunciation on that. So You did a good job. <laughs> we uh, see her little sister. Her, you know, she's still kind of a brat. She's uh, really absorbed in talking to people on her phone, but she's making fun of Yaz. They have that sisterly kind of... Sisterly uh, bond. Where they're also sniping at each other. Right. Um, and we also see that Sonya may have some interest in Ryan. Yeah, I really did like that. They've been setting up a lot of different you know, little little things for the viewers to pay attention to that may come to fruition later, but even if they don't, they're there, which mm-hmm. is very fun. And again, Nigel wants to know, is my daughter dating anybody? Please. Well, yes. <laughs> um, again, the doctor and Ryan get sucked into this whole thing because Hakeem has a package. He's making pakora, apparently really bad pakora, and the doctor yeah. volunteers <laughs> to go get the package while he's cooking. And find out that that neighbor lady has been you know killed by a spider and giant spider and then that's how they wind up at the hotel where Nadia and Yaz are and they have this kind of adventure thing but I really loved how wholesome it was because previously especially the 12th doctor was not a hugger in the slightest most of the doctors were fairly uh reserved in how they gave out affection 10 was a little bit more affectionate 11 could be um 12 is just i mean sorry 13 is just a ball of everybody is new and shiny and potentially a friend which i think for the character of the doctor that is if you follow the doctor i think that is just tremendous character growth but also that's how we get to nadia where she runs up and hugs her and says you made an awesome human (laughs) Yeah, it's so cute. I love them. And and then we have that running gag of the doctor just refers to her as Yaz's mum for the rest of the episode. <laughs> and every time you see Nadia go from exasperated to just resigned to yes. a little bit smug when they're with Jack Robinson and um you see this under underground radioactive wasteland. It's like it wasn't Yaz's mum's fault. That's right, Nadia. <laughs> I just love really... like the little bits. Of, like first, she's really just like, "My name is Nadia," and then she's yes. like, she's resigned to it, and then she's uh, just come around to the doctor. Um, also, well, Nadia also... is played by Shubna Gulati. Uh, since really I named cool. every other actress or actor <laughs> for the family. Well, what I really liked about that too is, I mean, like brown people names and especially South Asian names. Like no one wants to call us our names; they want to give us nicknames. Or they want to do something different. And so with the doctor, it's not out of disrespect. I mean, she's just like, this is Yaz's mom. It's an mom. honorific. It's right, Yaz's exactly. mom. 
But the other white characters, especially when she goes to the hotel, like no one calls her by her right name and she's just so sick and tired of it. And so getting to see that full arc, there's only, you know, like 58 minutes of content, but they managed to put so much into one episode. And I really mm-hmm. like that. Because then they're all fully rounded characters. Like, Sonia's a little sister who's a pain in the butt, like all sisters are. Hakeem just really wants to have the pakora and, you know, feed the guests because he's just so excited to have guests that are different. And, you know, mom is out here trying to be, a, you know, do her job and keep her job and not deal with now all of a sudden spiders and shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's another aspect I like. Um, if you don't read the books that go with the series you'd miss this but in the first episode of series 11 towards the end when Yaz asks the doctor if she had any family and the doctor says I lost them a long time ago and then she goes on she's like I carry them with me um there's a really nice complimentary aspect to it in the book the good doctor is one of the three companion books to Mm -hmm. series 11 and she tells Yaz almost something identical in that book when she lost, after Nadja's father died, um, you know, Umbreen's second husband. Right. Um, you know, she says, I carry him with me in my heart. Right. So I really like the fact that, yes, we spent a lot of time with Graham and Ryan on their dynamic, but they've packed just so much into with the cons that you can expound on. Mm-hmm. And you can see how Yaz became Yaz and essentially the Doctor's first mate. Right. Well, and I think what's really cool, too, is knowing that we're going to get more. You know, there were some, there was feedback, and I agreed with some of it, that Yaz doesn't have as much of a longer arc, or not long, um, as much of an in-depth arc compared to Ryan, because the first season does focus on Ryan a lot. And Ryan Connex and Graham, losing, yeah. Ryan and Graham and Connex of losing Grace and everything. But I do think they still put a lot of time and effort into Yaz's story. I mean, Demons of Punjab, which we'll talk about probably soon now. <laughs> um, yeah. Is the, whole, the whole episode is about her and the partition and her family and finding out, you know, her first grandfather and how he died. And just like the whole premise is just really well thought out and really lets Yaz and Mandip Gill, her actress, shine. As, as an actress because she is given such meaty content to work with. So even though the longer arc is about Ryan and Graham, I still think that they did a really great job by giving Yaz that one episode and then all these little minutes and moments along the way. Well, I think specifically with like demons in the Punjab of she, unlike Ryan and Graham is coming face to face with her past and you know she comments about how surreal it is and yes Graham does give her kind of a grandfatherly pep talk but I like that she gets to have those moments I like that she is rightfully kind of upset that Prim she never knew about Prim's existence right and she comes around to him of just like he's a good man and she first doesn't want the wedding to happen then she's just like resigned to it because she cares about her grandmother and she can tell Prem's a good man and then you know especially when we find out that Prem is going to die right she is viscerally upset and the doctor you're like she wants to save Prem and the doctor has to be like if we save Prem you will not exist right and then she and the still whole... refuses to go because if she can't save Prim, she wants to at least make sure her nanny's okay. 
Right. And and I think too that's a really good representation of the whole the whole the whole series this year is I mean I mean the whole show to be fair is really like they're going to go in time and mess things up but only to a point where they can keep everything going the right way. It's not like Legends of Tomorrow where they've totally destroyed shit stuff. Huh. See Karam. <laughs> where they destroy stuff and then have to like magically put it together somehow. They only have like 40 minutes to do it. Versus here, they're really thoughtful. And like the doctor's like, no, you can't do the thing. And then everyone's like, we're going to do the thing. Or the doctor does the thing. And then they still manage to somehow pull it together. But with a really, you know, sometimes heavy understanding. Mm-hmm. Especially the Rosa Parks episode. You know, with that one, like, they had to, they couldn't move to help Rosa. Like, they had to do what they needed All to do. All they so could, could do was try to preserve history and hope yep. that Rosa would still do what she did the onus was not on them and this is something i really liked with this series compared to some previous series where the doctor was more written of a lonely god character that fixed everything um in this one the doctor has new challenges because she's not running into just like oh i can magically fix everything it's she understands that people are going to do what people are going to do and i can't always control that and all i can do is hope for the best so you know, with Rosa Parks, it wasn't, oh, we're going to inspire Rosa to do this. It's Rosa inspires them the other way around. And all they're trying to do is keep history to where she can do what she's going to do. Yeah. And then with, you know, with Yaz's whole arc, I mean, I don't know if you or I or other people, like, realistically, if we were ever in this situation, would we be able to stay back and let someone who we've now become friends with and close with die to preserve something that's going to happen? years later like you know the characters obviously they show the difficulty of making those choices but ultimately we know that they're going to because otherwise the show doesn't really work but I think in real life I mean I don't know I think about my and the reason why the episode was so intense for me to watch is I mean I know well I don't know them but my mom and dad you know they've told me about people that have gone missing like they have no idea where those people are they are going up right after or during depending on which parent I'm talking about based on their age and then like it's just it was such an intense episode because it wasn't even really about the religious aspect i mean obviously it was because india versus pakistan hindus versus muslim whatever but it was really just about what happens when you have two groups of people and an arbitrary border is thrown down and how mm-hmm. that affects because you know prem's brother is has become this like radicalized person because his beliefs are just so strong and ultimately like if he had just left prem alone well, one, yes, I guess probably wouldn't exist in the same way that she does now. But you get what I'm saying. Like, the whole episode and the whole arc with Yaz that's really great is that as a Muslim character, she gets to be a fully-fledged Muslim character. There's And, mm-hmm. and she gets to talk about, you know, being bullied as a kid in the Rosa Parks episode. But it's not like a, well, we have a brown character, so we have to make sure we mention that they had to deal with, like, racism. But it's it's afforded, and it's afforded... Um, what I, I like what about that personally is she talks about, like, yeah, she does get called names when she's working or when she's leaving Masjid. Yeah. But they bring up her bullying completely divorced from, like, her Muslim identity. Yeah. With Izzy yeah. Flint in the Witchfinders episode where we get to right. see a little bit more of her. She's like, I was bullied horrifically for a year when she's trying to empathize with another character whose grandmother had just been accused of being a witch and murdered for it and she's wanting to you know run away and Yaz is the one who is yeah I was scared and I couldn't do anything and I had to sit and take it but I let it 
fuel me because I decided I wanted to be somebody who stopped the Izzy Flints of the world. Yeah. And they did it in a way where, like, we've talked about on this podcast and on other episodes of Ladies First, like, it's so exhausting to see the same exact depiction, even if they're trying to do a positive depiction. And mm-hmm. this is actually going to come up in a later episode. But, like, it's always, like, the fun having, like, the Muslim who does everything that's haram. And so they're super cool and progressive, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, can we just have a show about someone, like, fun? I like to go do things with, with my friends that don't involve haram things. The only wrong thing is happening is probably me cursing, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you about. see like... in the um, the New Year's special, they're having yeah. fun. The doctor's taking them to, like, who knows how many New Year's celebrations across the universe. Right. They have fun with each other, but you don't see, you know, wild nights out with alcohol and other haram things. Yeah. Also, it's a kid's show, but, you know. Um, Still. I did like, briefly touching on it, we can move forward. Um, I did like Nadja's whole, I want to be all up in my daughter's business about who she's potentially dating and these are new people. But I also like how open-minded she was of like, she just wants to know which of the two. (laughs) Right. And I think that's what was so great about it was that it wasn't like, like, listen, ethnic moms, no matter what ethnic background they're from, are really nosy. It's just how it is. Like, across the board, I don't know a single... Not a single one of my friends who, you know, has some kind of like cultural upbringing, quote unquote, like their parents want to know who we are. They want our phone numbers and maybe even social security numbers to make sure we're not like secret spies or something. Mm -hmm. But they did it in a way that's realistic. Like she wants to know. She doesn't care who it is. She just would like to know. Um, And she wants to be there for her daughter. And there's no... There's no, like, oh, like, because she's asking about the doctor, like, it's super, like, progressive. It's just she just wants to know. There's no extra commentary on it, which is really great because that's how you introduce these plot points without it being a PSA. Yeah, Yaz's reaction both times was she was just absolutely embarrassed. And she's also like, really, Mom? Now? Now is when you're asking about this? And, of course, Nadia is like, yes, now. (laughs) When else am I going to ask? The world might be ending, but I still got to know what my daughter's up to. Right, and it was just like, she didn't get any dirt on the doctor and Yaz, so then she tried, so are you two dating? And again, like, obviously, I love that she's just, she just wants to know. (laughs) Yeah, she's just here for her daughter, and I super appreciate that, because the other South Asian mother characters in British TV, well, we're not going to get into it, but a lot of them are unfortunately still written as the, like, we're nosy because we want to like control what you're doing versus we're mm. nosy because we care and want to be there for you. Right. So the just everything with Yaz and Yaz's family is just really refreshing and it's very thoughtfully done, which I appreciate. Well, also, I mean, at least Nadia knows Ryan. The doctor is a completely new entity. So you could see that's right. why she got more of a grilling <laughs> than Ryan did. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I would be worried too if like one of my cousins just was like hanging out and then they're telling me there's murderous spiders because ew, spiders. And then two, like, wait, you're going to go into space. Nothing I was ever taught said that this could happen. Sounds fake. Who are you? Well, also, we don't know how much the cons know about what Yaz is actually doing. I'm, I'm right. hoping like, next season we get to find more out about that. Yeah. Because she's the only one who, I mean, obviously, Cram and. Graham and Ryan are doing the thing together and then Mm -hmm. his dad gets involved in everything but with Yaz it is they just kind of left and then they come back and also I can't remember did they say how much time had passed because I know in other episodes or in other episodes of this show 
there have been like, well, we've only been gone for X, Y, Z time. So they might not even yeah, have been gone for that long. Yeah, when she brings them back, it's only been like two hours. That makes sense, yeah. So for all her family knows, like, nothing's happened. So I'm hoping next series we find out if they actually know she's traveling with the doctor or if, or we get to find out. Um, just I want to see what Nadja's reaction especially would be to that. Yeah. Well, especially if she ever... It's kind of left open to how much any of the characters are telling other people about their adventures for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. But if we ever got that, like, you know, two-minute scene of them just talking about the wild things they've been up to, how she would react. Or I honestly, like, I'd love to see the doctor just take Umbrain, like, just a one-off line of, like, we've Umbrain mentions the doctor took her someplace just because I love Umbrain, and I think she and the doctor would have a fun time. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would just love to hear Yaz being like, uh, Umbreen saying something offhand about where the doctor took her that Yaz didn't know about and the doctor's just like well I didn't think I had to tell you it's your nanny <laughs> yeah <laughs> she will she knows everything um but yeah I just it's very refreshing and it's not done in a big PSA way um Yaz or the cons it's just it's very matter of fact and I don't like using the term normalizing because it's starting yeah. to become a loaded term in the discourse now um but it is in the sense of like you get to see something realistic right well i think it's great here's the thing like obviously in interviews chris chibnall and friends absolutely were like yeah like we're doing really cool things because we're putting people of color in the companion role and we're you know just by having jodie whittaker be a woman well (laughs) funny having the doctor be a woman is clearly a big deal but unlike other shows that we've talked about um, and other characters we've talked about, especially in American TV, those characters are always advertised as being some progressive, ba- like, you know, beacon of amazingness. And the moment that a character is advertised like that, within a season, the whole thing falls down because they were whoever's involved is just so focused on making it like super progressive and like liberal or whatever terminology you want to use. And like representation matters versus the Doctor Who, like. The they just focused the on the character and the story. Yeah. And then the actors, you know, put time and effort into representing their characters well because they care because they're doing their job right and well. But there isn't this, you know, umpteenth level of, look at me, we put this cool person in, and aren't we awesome? Give us our, like, What, I don't you know, mean the bold cookies. type? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like you're trying to beat around the bush without saying the bold type, but I'll say it. The bold type? Well, I'm sure all of our listeners are really tired of me bashing on the bolt type, but also her on that show because super fragile cat. No, like boo. I don't know where I was going with that. I was trying to curse about cursing. Um, but seriously, those mother truckers need to just leave all of the Muslims alone and pretty much any character that's marginalized because their whole approach to everything. You know what? Quick side note, actually, we're just going to go there. So apparently you're going like, to talk last- about Zari, aren't you? No, I wasn't actually. I was going to just say real quick. Zari's for another day. Zari's great. Um, two weeks ago, <laughs> there was an episode where they were going to try to do Me Too, but they did it with Alex, their black male character. And like their whole approach to writing is every episode we're going to tackle a topic. And then we did it. So let's pat ourselves Are we still on the talking back. about the bold type? Yes. Okay. But just to clarify, because I was confused. Sorry. Sorry. Um, he was one of the like people at the magazine or whatever. So anyways, the point I'm trying to make here is that because the Doctor Who folks aren't trying to pat themselves on the back and they're not making it a huge deal 
and they're thoughtful about their writing, it comes off a lot better. And for folks like me who just want to see Muslims of all backgrounds and types and styles and shapes and whatever, like it's just refreshing and it's great. And I wish more shows would do that because it's tiring. And also, I also just really liked, and this is a small thing. It's like yeah. so small, but I just love seeing like the big family unit for the show. Yeah. They just had hanging on the wall, just like some Muslim yes. art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, just like the little small things like that. I don't know why, but I, it, well, I don't know. I just like seeing it. Again, it goes back to being, I mean, that's the thing with TV shows. You think about like, someone had to design those sets. Someone mm-hmm. has to design the clothing. And so again, like, there's character stories that are being told by colors and by outfits and by, you know, I guess we're going to swing back to bold type for one more second. Sorry, y'all. I know y'all are tired of it. But, like, Adina's whole fashion style, like, you can tell it's not consistent because they're just picking fun, trendy outfits, but they're not thinking about what a character and a person like Adina would con- constantly wear, consistently wear. And, like, we've talked about in our hijab episode on Grey's Anatomy, as we get to see Dr. Kadri grow, we get to see her, you know, try some more outfits on because obviously it's a hospital. You can only put scrubs on. Well, to be fair, most of the people are taking their scrubs off because haram. But you can only put your scrubs on in so many ways. And so getting to see characters be consistent and not just, you know, you know, hijab wearing characters, male characters too, like getting to be thoughtful about like, if we get to see more of her father, what kind of clothes he's wearing, more of what her mother's wearing. If we ever get to see them in like a, like, if they're having, like, a holiday or, you know, they're going to the masjid, what would they wear then? We get to see that they're really, I, I would hope and I think, based on what we've seen so far, the set designer, the costume designers are thoughtful. So they would be consistent with what mm-hmm. we've known of these characters. They're not just going to be like, let me throw on a salwar kameez from, like, random land versus what would someone from this part of Pakistan wear, this part of India wear. You know what I mean? Like, they do or the even research. just Sheffield. England. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because that's a hugely, you know, uh, North and South. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's so many folks there of different backgrounds. Well, also, like, you bring up Hakeem of, I just love his character, too. Of He's just so. He's the pure uncle. Yeah, he's just so, he just seems so genuine and happy. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was just, he's like, yeah, my daughter brought home friends. My daughter brought home new friends. She doesn't bring home friends often. Hospitality mode activate. Right. Versus, like, usually we get, like, the cranky dad or, like, the super reserved, you know, I have a beard and I'm angry all the time dad. And it's like, dude, like, listen, can my dad get mad? Yes. But most of the time he's just telling me terrible dad jokes I've already heard a thousand times. Yeah. And and Hakeem is making terrible (laughs) Pecora. Right. And collecting garbage. (laughs) Yes, which, like, what a mood, man, because also my family. <laughs> um, but it's just, like, the little things, you know, like, you the, against the stereotypes you normally see. Or her, you know, um, Sonia, she's just a bratty little sister. Right. Who's always which on is her super, phone. Yeah. And I mean, peak millennial mode. I'm on my phone right now. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's not super PSA. It's not, oh, we're trying to be super progressive. It's just they wrote characters for a show and they just paid attention to writing characters and you can obviously tell they consulted people yeah instead of just like oh none of us are muslim we don't need to talk to any muslims everything's fine (laughs) we don't have any muslims on the writing staff anyways um (laughs) so sorry that's another bold type commentary 
Uh, yeah, and actually, this brings me back to Demons of Punjab. So when they do have the episodes that are clearly... I mean, all media is messaging, right? All media mm-hmm. has a message. And so Demons of, of the Punjab, I should say, is a really good example because, like, clearly the writer really just wanted to tell the story. That's a really important story. And there were plenty of people, um, you know, who were tweeting to Vinay Patel, like, I didn't know this happened. And even South Asians um, were like, whoa, I don't know this history because, unfortunately, it's not taught. And so... Vinay Patel is actually going to be a writer again for series 12. Oh my god, I'm so hyped. That's exciting. That's Yeah. Like, oh, yes. That's incredible because, I mean, just speaking of research, he literally did a Twitter thread of, like, all of the books that he, he read to make sure that he got everything right, which mm. I think is really key to shows like to Doctor Who. Um, even, I mean, Legends of Tomorrow to an extent because clearly I don't know how much research they're doing to the same level, but they are doing some research and, and being thoughtful about the way, at least with Legends, like how they're going to mess it all up to make it work. And then on Doctor Who, how you're going to be teaching the audience something while also having fun. I mean, the episode with the frog, like what the heck? That's the most peak Doctor Who thing ever, but it worked really well because they were still thoughtful about how they were going to make a talking frog be Doctor Right, and the doctor's mean, the, it was still very poignant, even though you're just watching a talking frog, which is actually a sentient universe, and... It's emotional, but at the same time, you're watching a talk, a talking frog. Right. And I think, I mean, that's like, oh, that episode with the Patang. Like, what? It's just like, the Patang didn't do anything wrong. The Patang is just doing what it's in its nature. And then they just got to, like, explode some stuff to make it happy. Um, and then oh, sorry. also... It's rumored that Vinay Patel is coming back. Strongly rumored. I can't confirm. Just kidding, y'all. That my excitement has been, has been te- te- you know, turned okay. down to like a three. It is still highly rumored he's going to be back. So let's just <laughs> cross our fingers that happens. The point is, is, as long as I have folks who are willing to read hundreds of books for one episode, I'm excited to see where they're going to go mm-hmm. and how they continue write all the characters. Because I think that there's a lot of room for all of the characters to grow, but there's a lot of room this upcoming season. Series, Especially sorry. for focusing on Yaz. Yeah, I do think they they did a lot of um, legwork to get Graham and Ryan to where they're that grandfather grandson relationship and they're actually a family. But we're here now, so let me have some more of Yaz. You know, right? Because I think where is she feeling her places in the universe? Where is she wanting to go? What is she Mm -hmm. wanting to do? Like, let's let's turn some time back to her because we got a lot of little snippets that built an overall character, but now let's focus on like what her overall arc is. And, and like you said earlier, like how you put it, I mean, she is the doctor's first mate. And I'm not even talking about like in a shipping sense. I'm just really excited to see that relationship grow because she is the one who has stood by the doctor's side. And I really actually, one of the things I loved about this um, the show is the writers were really thoughtful about how they like paired folks up or how they would put different characters in different scenes together. So everyone got to play off of each other really well. Mm-hmm. And so getting to see more of that, like now Ryan and Graham can go and, you know, in one scene, do whatever they need to do to save the day while... Yaz and the Doctor are figuring out other stuff. And we get to see more of Yaz. And especially now that, well, it's started in, like, the winter. I mean, it's been a full year, right? I think that's how much time has passed. I guess time is weird because it is Doctor Who. But the point is, now that that a full year has passed, at least because of the New Year episode, (laughs) um, we can see now, like, okay, they've all been doing this for a year at least in our perception. Like, what's happening now? Like, what's next? Because... They can't just sit on their laurels. They have to go save more worlds. So it'll be exciting to see how that goes. You know, or even, you know, sometimes 
there are companions that would gladly travel with the doctor for the rest of their lives. It doesn't always work out. And then there's companions that, you know, that time is done. They are ready to close that chapter and go on to something else. Like Graham, obviously, I could see him doing something else. I can see Ryan figuring out what he wants to do. Yes, for me, could swing either way. Yeah. Just because, like, she wants so much more of the universe, and I think travel. I don't know that I could see her just settling back down in Sheffield. Well, and I really am hopeful that she doesn't, um, just because after you told me and after I wikipedia all the other companions and what happened to them, like, I don't want there to be another, like, distressing ending. Like, let them, like, maybe Ryan, because he's figured out his stuff with his grandfather, like, maybe the two of them are the two who are like, all right, We've done a lot. It's time for us to, like, do other things. You know, maybe they, like, visit. But I definitely mm-hmm. agree with you. Like, Yaz should be the one who I think continues to... Like, her whole description of her entry into the show is she wants to do more. Um, you know, and being a police officer at Sheffield, how much can you really do? And specifically, what was it, like, parking? She was doing parking tickets for a second, right. if I remember correctly. Um, and honestly, if it means she doesn't have to be a police officer, I'm happy because that's propaganda. So she should I mean, be the They had doctor. previous companions who would leave, especially in like Classic Who, where, yeah. um, you know, like, okay, I'm going to stay behind. This planet that we saved needs help. I'm going to stay behind and help this planet. I could completely yeah. see Yaz being like, somebody needs to stay behind, but there's other worlds that need help. So obviously, our paths have to end here. It's sad, but at right. the same time, you help me find my purpose. Right. And it's a voluntary well, thing, but Yeah. And especially Yes, I, I, ending... I hope is the one that has more of a cosmic end story point in her travels with the doctor. Agreed. I also think too, and I mean this is kind of where we're just spe- I'm speculating. Like it depends too on like if they're planning on like do they know going in this is the last season that Jody's gonna be the doctor? Like all of those things play a huge role because well, companions have followed new, well, new doctors. When a person, the doctor is regenerated. Um, okay, so normally. Because <coughs> I don't know. Okay, so, so going off of what we know, um, Chris Chibnall said he had a five-year plan. Okay. So we don't know if, we don't know for sure if he planned on Whitaker being with him for that entire ride or not. Okay. So... She could either be for three series, she could be with him for that entire ride. The companions mm-hmm. could be with them for the entire ride, or maybe Yaz stays for the entire ride, and then okay. Graham and Ryan decide to go back to Sheffield, and we get new companions. We don't know. There have been, you know, there have been companions that have been through multiple Doctor incarnations. Mm-hmm. Um five's little family they were actually before they were with him they were with the fourth one and they were the one to help five um perry had just gotten with five he actually died saving her um Mm. we're not going to talk about that haram moment with six but once six is like not being a jerk right um you know she's his primary companion um rose was with nine for his season then she was with 10 until we had to have our super tragic Hmm. ending uh 10 unfortunately regenerated alone and it was kind of sad because it was his biggest fear um Hmm. 11 had um not rose oh 
I was I just had her name on well, I'm no help because I haven't no, seen any of these. No, no, no. I know this. I know this. Um, Eleven and twelve. <laughs> she, man, I what? can't believe I'm blanking on this. River? Question no. Mark? Uh, River was multiple doctors, and there's a very convoluted haram yeah all timeline chaos. for that. that. And she was like the doctor's <laughs> husband, but also um, the doctor's kid? Question mark. No, that's no, else. not real. It's just a lot of it's haram. I love Alex Kingston. I love what she did with the character. Um, Clara, <laughs> Clara Oswald, oh, yeah, played by yeah, Jenna yeah, Coleman. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, like that time loop is closed. So okay. I don't think we'll be seeing River coming forward unless they want to get creative, which they could. Uh, but Clara actually was with 12 at the end. And then she spent a lot of time. Sorry, she was with 11, Matt Smith's character at the end. And then she also was kind of the primary companion for 12 before he had his little final hurrah with Bill Potts. Okay. So I guess all of that is to be saying that if there's a new doctor, I think it'd be cool if Yaz got to stick around. But that's also because I really love Yaz and I just don't want her to go. I really love the relationship between Yaz and the doctor. And I know part of that is apparently Amanda Gill and Jodie Whittaker get on like a house on fire. Oh yeah. Um, Apparently they became best friends like within. Yeah. This isn't us speculating. They've literally said this, Um, (laughs) which I also think adds a lot of chemistry to it, but just how much of a non patronizing teacher role that 12 has with Yaz of like, she lets her, be more and then she gives her guidance if necessary but she lets her step up and take charge in certain situations she lets her um you know essentially like she's her first mate yeah i really i mean i think that's what's really great about first for me again i've seen a couple of episodes of different um seasons because my friends were showing me and let me tell you watching stuff out of order at this show is a time i spent so much time on wikipedia and was so confused <laughs> Um, but, like, they all get to really, like, grow. And, like, of course, at the beginning, you have to, sa- you know, establish rules so no one actually loses an arm or something. But they all get to really be independent of each other, but also help mm-hmm. each other, clearly. Um, and I think, again, like, that's what he has. Is, so, for me, like, she is one of two Muslim characters that I can talk about without really any, like, major complaints or concerns. Um, and, like, no one's perfect. I'm not saying the character, like, that's not going to happen. I just, again... I'm always harping on Adina because she's one of the newer ones. Um, and I really feel for her as a character and her actress and Cold Sherry. But, like, we are just so used to seeing the same old thing. So getting to have multiple characters be multiple people, you know, they're two separate people. They're not the same characters is really awesome and fun. And, again, like, her family, we keep talking about her family. Like, they remind me of mine. Like, my dad is such an uncle. Like, he's always like, let me go do this and let me go do that. To my mom, can you make some tea for this people that you've never met but that are coming to visit our house and I'm excited to have guests? And my mom, I mean, my mom literally, I went to visit a friend and she had to talk to them for, like, 20 minutes to make sure they weren't a silver killer. I'm like, Mom, I'm already in the car. Like, if they're going to murder me, there's nothing you can do by talking to them to stop them. But neither here nor there. The point is, like, they remind me of my family. Mm -hmm. And so I just really appreciate the show and the characters. Also, she's just a fun character. Yes. Yeah, like, she's just, like, quintessential, like, 19, 20-year-old trying to figure out her life and wants to go on She's a very competent woman. I I also really enjoy that. It's just, like, she's very highly capable and highly competent, and she's calm under pressure. Um, Yeah. 
you know, obviously Graham and Ryan are facing down Tim Shaw and yeah. <laughs> trying not to lose their you-know-what because he killed Grace. And right. they're helping the refugees. And it's, yes, there's pressure there. But then you've got Yaz with the doctor talking about committing a species genocide versus saving the entire planet. Right. Like, it's I mean, just so there's levels. I'm not knocking. I am not knocking Graham and Ryan. I am saying, though, that pressure-wise... Yeah. Yaz was probably in a more volatile situation. Yes. But she held her. She, and I think that's kind of what's interesting about the whole, like, police Well, and she also bit. bounces things off with the doctor. Like, she can keep up with her. She doesn't roll her eyes when the doctor is going on a tangent. She's recognizing this as, like, oh, this is information I can have. Well, and she's learned. I mean, one of mm-hmm. my favorite things that everyone loves is the line where she's like, we should reverse the polarity. And the doctor's like, what? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yes. And so it's cool to have the characters originally go from like, we're going to help the doctor because we stumbled upon this whole chaotic thing in our lives too. We can be independently make, having ideas that will work. And so it's not just, and I, I'm not right, speaking well, on this other occasion. She and the doctor come up with the, the neurotransmitters at the same time. Yes. Yep. Especially again, when I'm the always... doctor has always been portrayed as I'm the smartest person in the room by a galactic light year or right. a thousand. And that's exactly what I was about to say. It's like, I'm not the authoritative person, but from the GIF sets, GIF sets that I have seen, um, you know, there are a lot of t- scenes where it's just like, the doctors don't know it all. And mm. the other characters just have to deal with it. And like, especially with all the haram stuff that happened during Moffat's time, like, why can't they all just be, like... I mean, they're not going to be on the same level as the Doctor because they can't, but, like, at least not this weird, like, subordinate thing where the Doctor just gets to say whatever they want and be rude. Which, well, again, that's is also why something I, I enjoy about Chibnall's era of, like, bringing the do- Doctor back down to I want to be your guide to the universe, not I want to rub... I want an audience for how smart I am. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, like, the Doctor says the whole... with Like, the frog, again, I keep bringing back the fox. The frog's great. You know, the frog is like the one character, character, I was about to say person, but the one entity that can really understand and the doctor can understand the frog because they've seen so much mm-hmm. and no human is ever going to be able to understand that. And so getting to have characters who get to be respected by the doctor so much so that I actually just saw just that where it's like six times that <laughs> Dr. Um, says fam and is like mm, this is a working team TARDIS gang I don't know yet but I'm gonna keep calling you fam and I really love that because the last however many seasons series have always been you know they're just my companions and they're just the people I'm telling what to do versus this is a unit of people working together to deal with whatever obstacles they face mm-hmm. or hey I married your daughter yes haram <laughs> The Amy Rory thing with River is just like so many levels of haram, and it was played off as just this wacky comedy. And I'm just sitting here watching it, like, uh, no, shenanigans. None of it makes sense. Yeah. So I will say for um, Doctor Who and other time, you know, chaotic shows, you can kind of get away with a little bit of it because you are regenerating your character. So all of the stuff still happened, but you don't really think about it if you don't have the characters in front of you. Well, also, I mean, they do a pretty good job of setting up. Um, they did it in Ten's run, where Ten was talking about regeneration of, you know, that p- version of you is essentially dying. 
and yeah. new person gets to walk away and have your life. Right. And they've, you know, they've made a thing where there have been doctors that have been scared to regenerate. The first doctor was scared to regenerate. Ten did not want to go. Um, eight was dying in the middle of a war and the way he went out was not great. Nine didn't go out a great way. Or sorry, the war doctor <laughs> didn't go out a great way either. Like... Some of them are accepting of it, but they've laid out enough of a groundwork that, you know, it, you do see that there are co core values that are still there, but you are a different person. Right. So, you know, when with 12, who is just so weary and resigned, but has learned so much versus 11, who's just tired. Right. And now I, 13 gets to have all of it. Like, yeah, 13 memory. is the culmination of all the depth and learning that they've done, especially with all the heavy lifting 12 did. So now we have 13 who is back to being able to view the universe with this sense of wonder and, you know, be able to have that type of relationship with someone like Yaz. I don't even want to think about Yaz with 12 or 11 or 10. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and I think, too, I mean, to be Yaz honest. Yaz would have just, like, martha her way off the TARDIS after about six months. <laughs> yeah. And I think, too, um, the show, like, I hate to be like, well, you know, honestly, based on who was writing it and involved, like, having a, a female doctor wouldn't have happened until now. But we've come to a point where, like, this is the perfect time for it all to be happening. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to see where they go with the next series slash series as under Chibnall um, slash forever how i guess for however long this show goes on because yeah well this know. last season did gangbusters so I, it's probably gonna right. go for a while <laughs> yeah which is really cool to think about because i mean i don't understand british tv and timelines like i'm all i i don't get it so anyways the point is when it comes back next year which is weird because i feel like it should be back this year but that's just because i'm impatient and have the patience of a child <laughs> i'm really excited to see where they go with yaz and hopefully they um have already planned for and or after reading feedback are planning to uh give her way more to do and give her more of an arc as far as like what comes next because i think mm -hmm. she's a really great character and i hope we get to see her family again and see a little bit more of her and her faith in relation to the work she's doing because i mean i don't think that like there's really space for like haha i'm funny space to talk about space and islam but i think it'd be cool to see like if she talks to her family about it, like what they talk about and like what they do um, and, you know, where that goes, because that could be fun. Right. Um, that's probably it for us today. We're pretty much kind of running out of time. Um, it's still going to be Ramadan when this comes up. So this is, I mean, I, I probably should have put this at the beginning of the episode of saying like, this is a Ramadan approved episode, <laughs> but <laughs> you already know that now. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. we're incredible uh yeah actually the best part about this is we're recording this uh early on in ramadan but you won't hear it until later so but we did it we all i only slipped once and i stopped myself so i know and myself. i caught myself so like as far as i'm concerned we're winning um, we did it yes next <laughs> month we probably are going to talk more about haram alcohol haram. when it's yes. not ramadan and we don't feel icky. weird. Yeah, we are doing that. <laughs> um, and also relate it to a few other um, 
cultural depictions in media. Uh, we've talked before about, you know, the cool Muslims. So next month, we're really going to delve into that. Uh, happy Ramadan for everybody who is listening. Ramadan Mubarak. And don't forget, we do have other podcasts. Oh, our other podcasts, what are they? I, I'm a great uh, podcast host right now. Um, the Fundamentalists, Unabashed Book Snobbery, Beneath the Screen of the Ultra Critics, and some other stuff out there. <laughs> They're on our website. Right Go survive? look at it. Write to something? I don't know them because you usually do it, so I don't look it up. We're terrible today. Uh, it's fine. We have Ramadan brain. We're tired. Yeah, it's fine. We have a built-in excuse. Thank you guys for listening. Um, if you have any thoughts on Yasmin Khan or Doctor Who that you thought maybe we didn't quite touch on, we're super happy to read about it in the comments below. We really like reading comments anyway and responding, even though I have Sahara field most of them because I don't quite feel comfortable asking answering some of those questions. But Sahara loves answering them. Yes, and Corey soon will feel more comfortable. Sometimes it's just a time thing. The other thing I would say is if there are other Muslim characters that like I just don't know about, please let me know because I would love to go watch some episodes or watch a movie or two and have new people to talk about. Because believe yeah, me it's... when I say I'm really tired of talking about the bull type. <laughs> I'm ready for it to be over. <laughs> oh, I think we all are. Give us something <laughs> else to talk about besides the bull type, please. We are begging you. <laughs> okay, that's all the time we have literally. So again... Ramadan Mubarak, be careful for all of our fellow Muslims out there, especially if you're a gym goer like I am. Please don't die. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, <laughs> have a blessed Ramadan. Thank you, everybody else who's tuning in. We love to hear from you guys, and we'll be back next month. Bye.